Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? Welcome back to A View from City Hall. This is Lakeland City Commissioner Chad McLeod. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast. This is the week before Thanksgiving. It's hard to believe, but I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And again, thank you to Assistant Police Chief Hans Lehman for being the guest on this podcast on our last episode. If you did not get a chance to check that out, I encourage you to listen to his interview. It was a good conversation on all the many great things that are happening at the Lakeland Police Department operationally, just what it takes to keep that department running 24-7, everything from the number of personnel, the canine unit, the neighborhood programs, and, and the things that they do at LPD. I talked about my ride-along experience, and which I hope to do again in the near future, but thank you, Chief Lehman, for sharing uh, and, and giving your time, because I know you were busy that day. He talked about the Citizens Police Academy, and I believe the applications for that, this will be in 2022, are still open. So check out uh, Lakeland Police Department's website if you're interested, or you can contact me at chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. But I think that's a great opportunity for people to not only learn more about the police department, but our city as a whole. And sometimes I get questions recently, several people have asked, how can I plug in to the city? How can I learn more about my city? And I think that is a great program and I'm sure you learn and experience many neat things that you would not do every day unless you're in law enforcement. I think they do a day, he said, at the shooting range and just a very firsthand up close look at police operations. So check that out. I wanted to highlight some of the events that are happening this time of year because there are many. The holiday season, when we hit December, I feel like it, there is a, a Christmas event every time we turn around. It's a fun season, especially when you have kids. And my three, Samuel, Charlie, and Asher, are excited about all things that are happening uh, over the next six weeks. The Christmas parade is on December 2nd. That's the first Thursday uh, of December, and it is back after being canceled last year. And I know there's a lot of excitement about the parade being back. You may have seen that the city put out an an announcement encouraging and asking people uh, to wait until the day of the parade to put out those chairs along the route. And I know that's a tradition in Lakeland of getting out early and putting chairs uh, along the parade route. There's usually a social media post that spots the first chair. So you're always curious how, how soon is that going to happen? And I understand people want prime spots. You want to be able to see the parade. But we certainly encourage you just to, to hold off and wait till the morning. Uh, you may go out there early morning on December 2nd to, to put out those chairs. But, um, yeah, look forward to seeing a lot of you out there on, on that night on December 2nd. Snowfest is December 4th. I believe that's Saturday. And that will be at Lake Mirror and in the area around uh, the lake and a lot of uh, exciting things that will be happening with that. It will be a fun family event uh, to bring kids to as well. There are a couple of other things happening on December 11th, so that's a Saturday. The Holly Jolly Jingle Jog. That's a tough one uh, to say, but that is a 5K race that starts uh, beside Cleveland Heights, beside the golf course. I think it's on Buckingham, if I remember correctly. I ran that race a couple of years ago. Uh, It's a fun one. I feel like I'm always talking about running races during my remarks at the end of commission meetings. We have open time for each of us to share things, and sometimes the updates that we share are more policy in nature, and we have um, some substantive discussions, and then other times we're just talking about things that are uh, on the calendar or we think are important for the community to know, and it's 
common for me, I think, to be talking about running. I, I'm a runner, and so I guess I think everyone else would be interested in, in these things. But they do draw a lot of people and a lot of community support, and especially a race like this. It is festive, so people will be out there in Santa hats and jingle bells and all sorts of attire and costumes. It's a fun race to um, bring family and kids to. And, and I thank all the people who are involved in this stuff, because these events don't just happen. There are a lot of staff members and people who have to, to work really hard to pull these things off for the community, and so we appreciate that. A couple of items that I wanted to cover on this podcast, just I look back through the past two meeting agendas, and during my interview with Chief Lehman, I said I wasn't going to go into my overview of commission decisions. I wanted to focus on his interview, but times when I don't have a guest, I like to go back and hit some of the highlights, things that I think people would be most interested in or the most significant or things that just I find, hey, this is uh, an interesting angle that I want to share with listeners and Lakeland residents. So I want to go through a couple of those. The uh, sale of the city-owned lot that is next to the joinery. So the joinery food hall on Lake Mirror and, and then to the east of that is a it's a small parking lot and then beside that is a small lot it's a strip of grass that really doesn't have much practical use right now uh, when i first came onto the commission it, there were plans to put a dog park on this lot and that got put on hold in 2020 when we started making some what were called deappropriations. So things where we had set aside money and then said, let's pull this back, let's set this aside and free up these funds, not knowing what we were going into with the COVID environment and potential revenue losses. And so you fast forward to, to today, uh, the uh, joinery is interested in expanding. And I think that's great. I really do. I think the um, that has been just a great spot for Lakeland and it's unique and it's a place where you can take friends and visitors from out of town when when they come I know we go it seems like at least once a week either Aaron my wife or I uh, have a trip or visit to the joinery and uh, the ability for them to expand and to grow that business I'm so thankful that they are standing strong after coming out of the pandemic uh, for them to grow the business and to be able to uh, expand. I, I don't know all of the details for the expansion. Now, I know there have been some drawings and conceptual plans that were shared. When they shared those at our commission meeting, I was excited and, and asked, is this what uh, it will look like? And I know that they're working on that. And, and it was the comment was made, well, don't hold us to that necessarily because there, you know, there may be some change as they get into the process. But I I know what they've done with the place so far, and so I look forward to seeing how they expand, and, and I think it was a good move that the city was able to sell this lot and, and allow them to do that. Speaking of a dog park, so um, there is a dog park in the works nearby. There's a retention pond. It is a lot that kind of dips down, and there's a chain-link fence around it. It's across the street from the fire station right there in the same area. That lot has been owned by the Florida Department of Transportation, FDOT. And so uh, you know, credit to our Parks and Rec Department, to Bob Donahue, the director of that department, and his team for the idea of, hey, maybe we could approach FDOT and see about turning this into a dog park. And so that's what they did. And that is in the works. That is um, moving forward. And, and we will see more updates on that soon. One of the things that I think is great about this is that um, it, it is about a third of the price of what we were going to pay for uh, putting a dog park next to uh, the joinery parking lot. And so anytime we can do something like this, essentially the same thing for much less 
public dollars. Um, I'm a fan of that. And so I think uh, it will be a good addition. It, again, currently it's just a, it's a small retention pond that has a fence around it and it has the potential to be turned into a, a dog park. So stay tuned on that. You know, a lot of these items uh, originate in a committee. So as commissioners, we sit on different committees and usually a committee has three commissioners and things that w- such as real estate transactions, selling a city-owned lot. All of those go through the real estate committee. I am on that. It's called the Real Estate and Transportation Committee. I'm new to that committee this year, so I was not on it uh, last year, but have been on it this this entire year. And so it's interesting. You sort of get a first look and a, the first opportunity to discuss these items when you're on a committee and, and to go through them with staff and really ask a lot of questions. And so that one um, came through the Real Estate Committee. Another item that we recently approved was the ability for our city staff to begin negotiations on the development of the Oak Street parking lot. So still in the downtown area, this is in between Kentucky and Tennessee, near McKeel and Trinity Presbyterian Church, there is a surface parking lot currently. And several years ago, there were plans to develop this lot. The city issued a request for proposals. There was a a top-ranked firm. Uh, This was going into 2020. And with uncertainty in the COVID environment, that firm backed out. And it's the the entire project has just been on hold for some time. And so fast forward to today, uh, again, the city went back out requesting proposals from developers uh, for concepts on developing that lot, ideally with a mix of residential parking garage of some sort and some retail. And so asking for ideas, what can you do? What is your vision? How can you add to our downtown uh, and and give more residential and retail and parking? And I think I'm excited to see what comes back from the negotiations. That's all we did as a commission was approve the top ranked firm uh, by the selection committee and allow the city staff to begin negotiations. Sometimes as commissioners, we forget what we're there for. And I know that there are many occasions where our staff, they probably shake their heads because we throw a wrench in things or we sort of kind of get off the rails from what we're supposed to be doing. It's just the nature, I think, of elected officials and elected bodies. I uh, shared with a group recently. So uh, this last week, I had a chance with several of my colleagues to speak to the congressional classroom that's run by the Randy Roberts Foundation, and that is led by our colleague Sarah Roberts McCarley. It is uh, in memory and honor of, of her late husband, Randy Roberts, and it's made up of juniors and seniors who are learning about the government process. They are learning about leadership, and they came to City Hall, and, and we had the chance just to share with them what it's like to be a commissioner. And one of the things that I shared with this group of high school juniors and seniors was the challenges sometimes with the Sunshine Law. And I explained there's a reason for, for the Sunshine Law, that we cannot, as commissioners, talk about things, city business, anything that could come before the commission outside of a public meeting, outside of the Sunshine. And it's done t- for transparency and to uh, allow the public to see the full decision-making process as a, as a group of commissioners. That can be challenging when we get in the room and we have not talked yet. And so our city staff, they've all talked and they've had a chance to, they know where they stand and they've probably debated back and forth and we haven't had that opportunity. And so you have that dynamic going on and at times it just, I think it slows things down and as I said, throws a wrench in what our staff had planned. 
in this case with the Oak Street lot, we started getting into some specifics and that really wasn't the purpose, but we couldn't help ourselves. You had different commissioners saying, well, I want this. I want to see this as part of the project. And our staff had to remind us that at this point, we're just going into negotiations with a top ranked firm. We are not at that stage yet to bring back a final proposal to the commission, but we get excited and and we like to dive into some of the finer details uh, of projects and things that are presented to us. But there was a representative from this company uh, that uh, the city is negotiating with, and I believe they're out of Tampa, and they seem excited and hope to be able to win this project. And I think it's in March, the deadline for a a deal to a draft agreement to bring back to the commission for approval would be March of 2022. So stay tuned for that. Um, A lot of things happening in downtown Lakeland. I was having coffee with someone at Mitchell's yesterday and just encouraged by uh, the vibrancy, the the path that I think we're, we're moving toward in Lakeland. I have said from since I decided to run for office that revitalization of downtown and being committed to creating something that people come into our town and say, how do we do this in our community? Uh, we're not quite there yet, but I think we're going in the right direction. And, and so I'm excited about some of these projects that are on the horizon for sure. Another thing that we uh, recently approved, and this was at our most recent meeting, was uh, the specifics for revenue bonds for the purchase of six rice engines for Lakeland Electric. So several months ago, we approved issuing bonds to finance these engines. At our Monday meeting, and this came through the finance committee, so in addition to being on the real estate committee, I am the chair of our finance committee. The finance committee doesn't meet very often. We, we don't have as many things as we do in, in real estate, but when there's something like this, the issuance of $165 million in bonds, uh, that comes through the finance committee. And I asked at our meeting, while this the focus was really on the financial terms, I asked for Lakeland Electric, for someone from the team, to give an update and just step back and and remind us, what are these engines, why are we doing this, and why is this important? And I did that because I find that as I'm talking to people who are out and about, whether it's my neighbors or people I'm in church with or uh, parents of my kids' friends, just people in the community, I find that the majority of people are not following every development that comes out of City Hall. They're busy. They're living their lives and work and parenting and everything that goes into that. And so I get a lot of questions when I talk about this project and this deal is, you know, what are rice engines? Why are we buying them? And they are reciprocating internal combustion engines. And I have friends who, when I say that, they know exactly what that means. And I have to be reminded, now, what what is that? And um, how, do, how do they work? They are natural gas powered engines. They're coming from Germany. So Lakeland Electric is purchasing these from a German company called Man. They will be shipped over next year. And this is to replace the power production capacity that uh, we lost when we shut down the coal plant, Unit 3, and that decision was made last year. And, and I believe that was the right call wholeheartedly. It was a unanimous decision from the Utility Committee, which oversees uh, the activities at Lakeland Electric, and by the full commission. We, we approved that one as well. With that, we have to replace the power production uh, that, that we're losing in the interim, we're able to buy power. And we have other plants as well. That's important for folks to remember that we have other power production plants throughout the city. Um, but the the but the capacity that we're losing from, from the coal plant, we're able to buy power 
uh, from a power pool in in the state of Florida. There are other utilities that sell excess power as you know into this pool, and we can take advantage of that while we are getting these engines set up and on site and integrated as part of our system. But I, from what I understand, these are very um, technologically forward uh, engines that they run on natural gas but can run on hydrogen. We're not there yet uh, being able to do that, but possibly for the future. And so uh, I'm excited you know, is for them to, to get over here and, and get on the ground and uh, to see them up close and, and see how that works. But I just, I wanted to remind people of this is what they are and, and why we're we're buying them and and I think that's always important to to step back and have those big picture simple reminders of what it is that we're doing because we can get so in the day to day and we talk about this all the time that when something like this comes up and and I raised my hand and said can we just have an overview of what this is I don't know maybe my colleagues were thinking yeah but we've talked about this so much but I'm not the only one there are others who will say at times can we stop and explain this and I, I think that's always always a good move we had a great veterans day ceremony uh, the weekend before last at veterans park and if you haven't been to veterans park which is west of the rp funding center it's great i encourage you to check it out it's just a a meaningful spot in lakeland to remember our veterans and the different battles and wars that uh, people from lakeland have fought and died in and and this event this year it honored African-American soldiers who fought in World War II. And uh, there were two veterans who were honored, J.J. Corbett from Bartow. And my family is from Bartow. I I grew up through the eighth grade uh, in Bartow. And when I was telling my mom this after the ceremony, she said that Mr. Corbett was her geometry teacher, I believe in high school. And so that's a small world, and it was great to see him uh, honored as part of that ceremony. And then the other veteran, and I forget his name, but uh, he's 102 years old, an African-American man who fought in World War II and just beyond impressive. I mean, one, that he's 102, and he he got up and um, walked up uh, to, to be honored and recognized and hearing his story. Uh, but it was a great event. I, I took my son, Samuel, who's eight, my oldest son, and uh, he's getting to the age where I try to bring him along to some of the events and things that we do for the city as learning experiences. I thought Veterans Day would, uh, ceremony would be a great one. And it was funny because on the way there, he did not want to go. He was not interested. He said he wanted to stay home and play on his tablet, which what most kids would say. But when we got there and he saw uh, the different you know, representatives from different branches of the military and, and there were uh, two um, men on horses and ROTC units and he really got into it and really liked it. And we had a you know just kind of a good conversation on the way home of why we do that and why it's important to honor our veterans in Lakeland and throughout the country. So um, to the Polk County Veterans Council, I, I know they put a lot of work into those events and it's really well, well done. The last item that I wanted to mention on this episode is the discussion that we had at the end of Monday's meeting, and it it relates to repeated requests that we've had from a a group of residents asking us to pass a local ordinance that would restrict abortion in in the city of Lakeland. These residents have called it a um, sanctuary city for the unborn. And, And as well, we've had some people in response who have emailed and a couple who have attended the meetings urging us not to do this. And I've thought about this more after uh, our meeting and and we talked about it as a group. We had not until Monday. Uh, People can, and they often do at the end of meetings, there's open comment and they get up and and say things. And sometimes we will weigh in and other times we don't. And uh, we had not addressed this directly until Monday, but 
there are times that people will come to us with requests and things that are important to them, they're passionate about, but they're outside of the purview of local government. And I believe this is one of those cases. I I mentioned in my comments that I am strongly pro-life, but I see this issue as outside, way outside the lane of local government. Uh, After hearing our city attorney share his perspective, it uh, seems that if we passed an ordinance like this, it would trigger a lawsuit that we would be all but certain to lose. I also don't think it's good public policy to pass local laws that are in conflict with existing federal and state laws. And so we had that discussion, and and that was the consensus among most of us, is that this is not something that we, the city of Lakeland, would take on. Uh, But as part of our open debate and public comment process, people can bring these types of issues to us and, and their requests. But again, it's something that I see as, as falling outside of, of what we do as a local city government. If you have any questions on that or anything else that I've covered or maybe haven't covered, email me, chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. I always love hearing from people. I love talking with residents. I love the conversations that are just kind of informal. I was talking to my neighbor across the street recently. Richard Richard and Jan are great neighbors, and I always love um, just chatting with them. They are longtime Lakeland residents, and um, but sometimes they'll just say, hey, how are things on the commission? And it's a chance to share what we're doing and Um, So always welcome feedback and thoughts and perspective from fellow Lakelanders. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's uh, as we head into Thanksgiving week, a lot of people traveling. And so be safe out there. And I will be back on the podcast in December. Thank you for the opportunity to be one of your Lakeland City Commissioners. I'm coming up on the halfway point of my first term. So two years into a four-year term, I am hoping to write a blog post before the end of the year talking about the things, some of the things that I've learned in the past two years. Stay tuned for that. I wanted to say that publicly because that will push me to to get it done and, and share that. So have a great Thanksgiving and I'll see you back in December.